Hurry into Ram Power Days and experience the raw power of the Ram 3500 with available best-in-class torque and towing among 350-3500 pickups when properly equipped. Strap yourself in for one powerful ride in the Ram TRX with the most horsepower of any gas pickup ever built. Or the Ram 1500, awarded number one in driver appeal among light-duty pickups by J.D. Power three years in a row. Hurry into Ram Power Days going on now. For J.D. Power 2022 U.S. award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a look at the week ahead. Before we jump into everything, I should note that, yes, it does appear that an ending to the Writers Guild strike may be in sight. The studios and the AMPTP and the writers have been in talks for the last few days. The word is that they may be going over something that could be a final agreement. If there is a deal, a final deal, that the writers decide to take to their membership for a vote, then of course I will jump in here on the channel and give you the details of that agreement and my thoughts on it. Uh, so stand by, really. That's what I've been in the last few days is standby mode. It's possible that there may be a final follow up to this video. It's possible that it may preempt this video and you see it later than intended. So, you know, just be on the lookout because there may be an end in sight. Stay tuned for that. But also a reminder that for the duration of both of these strikes, both the Writers Guild and SAG-AFTRA, 5% of the advertising revenue from this channel will be going to two different organizations. The Go for PAs Alliance, which supports production assistants who've been put out of work by these strikes, as well as the Entertainment Community Fund, which supports people in all all areas of the arts during the strike. So I'm hoping that this means that we are in the end game of both of these strikes. We don't quite know that yet. Stay tuned. So let's jump into the week ahead, some curated selections of what is available on streaming, broadcast, and theatrical release. This isn't everything. I can't put everything into this show. It's just, you know, a selection of different things that you might be interested in. And let's start with tomorrow, which is Monday, September 25th. On broadcast, we get the debut of a new season of Kitchen Nightmares on Fox. This is the American version of the show, the first season of Kitchen Nightmares in America since 2014. If you haven't seen it, it's a show about Chef Gordon Ramsay, he goes into a failing restaurant to help turn things around. I've always liked this show. The American version is a little too reality TV eyes for my taste, but it is still kind of a wholesome show in the sense that he is trying to save a failing small business. While the UK version I thought was a less kind of ostentatious look at the same concept, I do still like the American version. On Tuesday, three theatrical releases will be available for purchase and premium video on-demand rental on various digital platforms. Blue Beetle, the latest DC film, will be hitting digital this Tuesday, as well as Gran Turismo, which is hitting premium video on-demand a little over a month after opening in theaters. And then My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3. It is one of those universal titles that is available for premium video on-demand much, much sooner after its theatrical release than many other films. So the fact that it did not have a great box office means that it will be available PVOD this upcoming Tuesday. On Wednesday, Netflix will debut a four-episode series called Encounters, which documents people who claim to have had encounters with unexplained or extraterrestrial phenomena. A lot of people might write these folks off as kooks, but this series comes partially from Amblin Entertainment, which proudly displays an alien in their own production logo. So I think perhaps they might be treated a little bit more fairly than they often are. 
Also on Wednesday, we get the beginning of a Wes Anderson week instead of a new, new Wes Anderson movie following Asteroid City, which came out earlier this year. There are four short films that will be debuting on Netflix this week. They're all adaptations of Roald Dahl stories. The first and longest of those short films debuts on Wednesday. It's called The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar, starring Benedict Cumberbatch. I have not seen this. It had a limited theatrical release last week. It appears to be very Wes Anderson. So if that is an itch that did not get scratched with Asteroid City, there's even more coming to Netflix starting on Wednesday. And then turning to broadcast on Fox Wednesday night, the Masked Singer Season 10 debuts. It's the official kickoff after Demi Lovato was unmasked on the preview episode a few weeks ago. A donut and a hawk appear to be among the new costumes this season. And what remains to be seen is whether I will recognize or know anyone on the show. And then finally on Wednesday night, the 45th season of Survivor debuts on CBS. No, it has not been on for 45 years. It's only been on for about 23 years, which is still way longer than it should be considering that I clearly remember the first season of Survivor. I'm kind of weird with Survivor. I used to watch it every year and then I dropped it for a few years. Every year or two, I'll pick it up for two or three seasons. I'll watch it religiously, then I'll drop it for two or three more years. And I haven't watched a season in quite a while. So in my Survivor cycle, we are just about due for me to start watching the show religiously again. Theatrically, on this Thursday, September the 28th, we get the debut of Salar Part 1, Ceasefire. This is a film out of India from director Prashant Neel, the writer-director of KGF Chapters 1 and 2. This movie features Pravas, the star of the Bahubali films. This is kind of an all-star lineup of people that were in or made huge Indian box office hits. This has been a big year for the Indian box office, both in India and also around the world, including here domestically. And we'll see if Salar Part Part 1 is the next big movie. Also nationwide in a Fathom event is the film The Blind, which is, and this is not a joke, the story of Phil Robertson, patriarch of the family featured on the reality TV show Duck Dynasty. But this does not appear to be a lightweight movie. This seems like a very heavy movie skewing towards a faith-based audience. Unlike Survivor, I never watched any seasons of Duck Dynasty, but it appears that there was quite a heavy backstory behind that family. And if you want to know that backstory, well... Fathom Events has the movie for you. Thursday on Netflix sees the debut of Castlevania Nocturne. This is a spinoff of the Netflix Castlevania animated series based on the video games. This one is set hundreds of years after the Castlevania animated show in the era of the French Revolution. My last experience with Castlevania was when it was on Nintendo, not Netflix. So I have not seen the animated show. I heard good things about it. And if you enjoy that animated show, well, then you've got a spinoff coming. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm in your way. You know, you never see the Kardashians in the news, so I'm really glad that they have a new season of their show, The Kardashians, debuting on Thursday on Hulu. It really allows us to see what they're up to. And depending on how long this actor strike goes on, The Kardashians may be your only chance to see Timothy Chalamet on screen. See, kids, I actually do keep up on what's going on in the world of young people from time to time.
Wes Anderson's second short film of the week debuts on Netflix on Thursday. It's called The Swan and stars Ray Fiennes as Roald Dahl. This one is 17 minutes, as are the other short films that are debuting, apart from The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. And then Thursday night on Fox, one of my favorite reality shows, one of the purest reality shows out there right now, Lego Masters, hosted by Will Arnett, a competition show featuring some of the best Lego builders in the world. I love Lego Masters unabashedly I'm a big Lego fan I'm a big Will Arnett fan and I just like to watch these things that people come up with if you haven't seen Lego Masters it's kind of like the Great British Baking Show of Lego and speaking of the Great British Baking Show it is back this week this is appointment television in my house I don't care if it's streaming the only reality show more pure than Lego Masters we get this show here in the United States under a different name it's called the Great British Bake Off in the UK it's the Great British Baking Show here in the US and we also get it a few days later than our friends across the pond so please no international spoilers although the audience is far too nice to do something like that I love this show it is so much fun it is the best antidepressant out there there is a slight change in hosting this year as Allison Hammond will be replacing the departing host Matt Lucas, Paul Hollywood, and Prue Leith return as judges, and I can't wait. This is a highlight of the year for me. We always sit down as early as we can every week to watch the latest Great British Baking Show. Theatrically, there are a few options coming up. The first is a movie called The Creator, which is directed by Gareth Edwards. It is an ambitious and original sci-fi movie that I can't wait to talk more about. The review embargo is down later this week. One of the movies this year that I am the most excited for people to see. Also coming out in theaters this week, we have Saw X or Saw 10. The chronology of this series is approaching fast and furious levels of complicated. Maybe that's why we have Fast X and Saw X the same year. This appears to return to a pre-death John Kramer seeking revenge on some grifters who said that they could cure his cancer. And based on that, I think this makes this the second or third Saw movie chronologically, despite the fact that it's the 10th released theatrically. I don't know. Somebody's teeth are going to be attached to thumbtacks or you're going to put a bear claw vice on somebody's balls. I I don't know. It's a Saw movie. You know what to expect at this point. On the other end of the spectrum, Paw Patrol, the mighty movie, also opens on Friday. This is the second theatrical Paw Patrol movie. The first was a simultaneous theatrical streaming release back in 2021. I watched that first Paw Patrol movie, actually, and, you know, I could totally see why kids like that series. It's a bunch of talking dogs driving, like, big trucks and stuff. Like, it, it's totally understandable. Also opening in many theaters nationwide is a movie called The Kill Room. It is a reunion of sorts of Pulp Fiction castmates Uma Thurman and Samuel L. Jackson, who play underworld types, looking to launder money through the art world. Joe Manganiello also co-stars in that film. Playing in limited release this upcoming weekend ahead of its debut on Netflix is what I thought was one of the standouts of the Sundance Film Festival. It's a movie called Fair Play, the first film from writer-director Chloe Dumont. It stars Bridgerton's Phoebe Dynavor and the Millennium Falcon's Alden Ehrenreich as a couple whose relationship is threatened when one of them gets a promotion that the other one was expecting. This is a dark and harrowing movie about power, trust, resentment, obsession. I think that there are a lot of really complicated dynamics in this film, and I think that it could also be a sleeper awards season movie, so you can see Fair Play in limited release this weekend, and then I'll mention it on next week's show because it will also be hitting Netflix next Friday. A movie that's been in limited release that's hitting streaming this upcoming week as well is Flora and Son, the latest film from John Carney. 
It's high on my list of movies to watch this year. It will be debuting on Apple TV Plus this upcoming Friday. Also debuting on Friday is the first live-action spinoff of The Boys, Gen V, on Amazon Prime Video. It features the chaotic happenings at a school for gifted youngsters run by the franchise's Vought Corporation, a dirty X-Men, or, or a filthy Hogwarts, if you will. I didn't get into The Boys until just before this previous season, so I haven't gone into any of the spinoffs, uh, but I really like The Boys, so you know, if I hear some good things about Gen V, then I might check this out, because I like the world that they built there. Another movie debuting on Netflix this upcoming Friday is Reptile. It's the first movie from experienced music video director Grant Singer. Benicio Del Toro co-wrote the screenplay and stars as a detective trying to solve a murder case. Justin Timberlake, Alicia Silverstone, and Michael Pitt co-star. This movie did not get great buzz coming out of its festival debut, but the trailer looks interesting, and I will always support the Alicia Silverstone resurgence that appears to be happening right now, especially when you have her paired with Benicio Del Toro, because you have the Alicia Silverstone resurgence combined with the excess baggage reunion. I mean, what's not to love? The third Wes Anderson short of the week also debuts on Netflix this Friday. It's called The Rat Catcher and stars Richard Ayoade, Rafe Fiennes, and Rupert Friend. And finally, on Friday, if you missed Meg to the Trench in theaters, it will be making its debut on Max. So if you're looking for kind of a disappointing way to start your weekend, at least in my opinion, you can check out Meg 2. Although it is kind of the perfect movie to sit in front of the TV, open a couple of cocktails or indulge in whatever substances you enjoy, and just kind of watch something really stupid go on. Because Meg to the Trench is a stupid, stupid movie. There's so much more to break down in the week ahead, but before we get to that, I want to thank the sponsor for this week's video. This episode is brought to you by AG1, a daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. You've been hearing me talk about AG1 here on the channel for a while now, and I've been drinking it for a while because routines are tough. Every single day when I'm running the channel is different from the day before it, and I never know when I'm gonna get up, when I'm gonna go to bed. So it's great to have something like AG1 in a very chaotic time that helps me to prioritize my own health in an easy way. It's just one scoop of powder mixed with water once a day, and that's it. I've stuck with it not just because they sponsor the show, but because it feels good to know that I'm giving my body what it needs every day with such little commitment when it comes to time or complication. If you got time to stir some powder into water and drink it, then you can take AG1. Each scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, which means that it can benefit everyone differently. I like the support for gut health and my immune system. I'm getting to a point with a wedding coming up where I cannot get sick, and AG1 is there when I need it, and comes in convenient travel packs. So if I'm on the road like I was this week, I can bring AG1 with me. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to drinkag1.com dan. That's drinkag1.com dan to check it out. On Saturday, the fourth and final Wes Anderson short of the week, Poison debuts on Netflix. It's about a man who finds a snake in his bed. This one stars Dev Patel, Benedict Cumberbatch, Ray Fiennes, and Ben Kingsley. Then to wrap out the week on Sunday, October the 1st, Fathom Events will be presenting The Exorcist, the 50th anniversary in theaters everywhere. This is night one of a two-night event where Fathom is bringing The Exorcist back to theaters. Also coming up a week from today on October 1st, the animation block on Fox debuts. That's The Simpsons. 
Simpsons, Bob's Burgers, Family Guy, and then the time slot debut of the new show Crapopolis, which we talked about on last week's show. So if you love that animation domination, next Sunday night is the night for you. On Peacock next Sunday, October 1st, is the debut of one of my least favorite movies of the year, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. I did go see this movie theatrically. I thought that it was a cheap and lazy version of this Winnie the Pooh killer premise. But if you're curious and you haven't seen the movie yet and you have Peacock, then I guess you could check it out next Sunday. And then finally next Sunday, one of the weirdest ideas that I've ever heard of in my time covering entertainment. It's going to air on Disney Plus and ESPN, and it's called Toy Story fun day football the actual nfl game happening early next sunday morning in london between atlanta and jacksonville will be broadcast and rendered in real time in a mock-up of andy's room from toy story with the players as pixar-like characters i think this might be the sign of the streaming apocalypse this event may be the fulcrum upon which the future of media turns, because this is just a crazy idea to me. Something has to give here. Either this is gonna be the most impressive technical feat of all time, or one of the biggest disastrous, horrible misfires of all time. I guess that'll drive people to watch it either way, but if you wanted to see a football game, but done in some sort of a monstrous real-time 3D rendering, then check out Toy Story Fun Day Football next Sunday. This is the dystopia, folks. This is what it looks like. So looking at the week as a whole by theatrical streaming and broadcast, first of all, theatrically, on Thursday the 28th, we have Solar Part 1 Ceasefire opening nationwide, as well as The Blind opening nationwide as a Fathom event. On Friday the 29th, we have several new releases, The Creator, Saw X, Paw Patrol the Mighty Movie, and The Kill Room, with Fair Play opening and limited release. And on Sunday, October 1st, The Exorcist 50th Anniversary will be open nationwide as a Fathom event. It's a busy week on streaming, starting on Tuesday, Blue Beetle, Gran Turismo, and My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3 will be available on digital platforms for purchase and premium video on demand. On Wednesday, Netflix debuts Encounters as well as The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. Then on Thursday, Netflix debuts Castlevania Nocturne and the next Wes Anderson short, The Swan. The Kardashian Season 4 also debuts Thursday on Hulu. On Friday, The Great British Baking Show returns to Netflix. Flora and Son debuts on Apple TV+. Gen V debuts on Amazon. The Wes Anderson short The Ratcatcher debuts on Netflix along with the film Reptile and Meg 2 The Trench makes its debut on Max. On Saturday, the final Wes Anderson short film Poison debuts on Netflix and then on Sunday, Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey makes its debut on Peacock and Toy Story Fun Day Football will be available on Disney+. Then looking at the broadcast week as shows start returning for the fall, Kitchen Nightmares Season 8 debuts on Fox on Monday night. On Wednesday night, The Masked Singer season 10 debuts on Fox as well as Survivor 45 on CBS. On Thursday Lego Masters season 4 debuts on Fox and then on Sunday October 1st The Simpsons Bob's Burgers and Family Guy all make their season debut. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. You on Fox.
Before we go, I want to take a look at some movies and shows that we talked about this week, some that we've been talking about in previous weeks in regards to Rotten Tomatoes. I've been doing this thing called Rotten Tomatoes Decoded because the tomato meter, that fresh rotten metric, doesn't always give you an accurate impression of just what critics think about different movies and shows. It just tells you how many critics liked it or didn't like it. So I will take a look at the tomato meter and then look at it by average rating, which is a one through 10 rating that critics give these movies and shows. So looking first at some of the most recent releases by tomato meter score, Expend for Bulls or Expendables 4 has such a low tomato meter score that you can't even see it behind the poster. It's at 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's the lowest score in a while. The John Wick series, The Continental, also not scoring high on the tomato meter. It's at a rotten 49%. Remember that number. It Lives Inside is at a barely fresh 64%. And then kind of a cluster of new releases. No One Will Save You on Hulu's at 79%. El Conde's at 82%. Dumb Money's at 84%. Fair Play is at 88% and A Million Miles Away is at 89%. And then we have the four top-rated tomato meter programs here. Sex Education Season 4 on Netflix at 91%. Flora and Son at 92%. The second season of Welcome to Wrexham at 94%. And then the Talking Heads concert film, which is expanding nationwide this week and continuing to play Stop Making Sense, which is being released by A24. But let's look at this now by the critics' average rating versus just the the tomato meter, and it puts things into a bit of a better perspective. Expendables 4 is still not getting great reviews, a 3.7 average rating that is still very low, but look at the Continental. It has a 49% rotten tomato meter score, but the critics' average rating is a 6.1, which is technically a fresh. So what does that tell you about the reviews for the Continental? Critics are very mixed on the series, but overall, they tend to be listing a little bit more negative than they are actually rating the show. So the Continental, while still not great, is a lot better than what the Tomato Meter will show, and it actually has the same average score from critics as It Lives Inside, which is 15% higher on the tomato meter. This is why I always talk about the tomato meter isn't everything because here we have a show and a movie that critics give the exact same average rating, but which are vastly different. One rotten, one fresh on the tomato meter itself. It's a flawed system and this is a big reason why. A Million Miles Away actually takes a step back when you look at the average rating. It has a 7.0, which is substantially lower than its 89% fresh, which means that critics like the movie, just not quite as much as the tomato meter would indicate. A Million Miles Away, El Conde, Dumb Money, and No One Will Save You all have the same 7.0 average rating from critics, so they felt about the same on all those films. Sex Education is actually not in the top four. It has a 7.3 average critics rating, and Fair Play moves up quite a bit. It's at 88% fresh, but has a 7.4. The top three here, though, remain the same. Flora and Son is at a 7.5. Welcome to Wrexham is at 7.8. And the easy choice, if you're going for critical acclaim this week, is Stop Making Sense, because not only does it get a 100% fresh on the tomato meter, it gets a 9.2 average rating. That is an exceptionally high rating for anything, movie, TV, show, etc. So if you're looking for critical consensus based on the chart that I'm showing you, Stop Making Sense is the easy winner in that regard. And that wraps us up for this week. As I mentioned, stay tuned for Strike News, which may be out later today, perhaps tomorrow. I also have Charts with Dan. I have my review for The Creator coming out Tuesday. I'm not quite sure how I'm going to do the scheduling on that because The Creator Review is going to take the slot where Charts with Dan usually goes. So 
charts might be tomorrow. It might be later on Tuesday, but you know, stay tuned for that. And of course, any late breaking news with the writer strike, I'll be right here on the channel. Plus, going beyond Monday and Tuesday and today, movie reviews, box office, breaking news, all that stuff that we do here. Thank you so much for watching the show. Until next time, stay safe, and I'll see you then. Bye. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.